Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. Uh, this is Don Maeda. I'm joined by Chase Curtis in the office, Alex Ray at O'Neill HQ, and uh, Mike Antonovich at our East Coast office. So uh, Chase and I just got home from Japan where we went to round eight of the All Japan MX series to watch Trey Kennard race the CRF electric Honda. And uh, it was quite a trip. But uh, did either of you guys uh, catch any of the action, or is it just all Instagram highlights you saw? Oh yeah, I mean, I just, I just uh, seen the Instagram highlights of Jay Wilson just absolutely leveling Trey. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that about? Oh, dude. So Jay said he went for the pass on the inside, and he kind of messed up and stood up and came into Trey. And uh, oh yeah, no, for sure. He's he, just like, oh, I'm here. Might as well finish him off. Yeah, he was. He was very adamant that, you know, he didn't mean to take him out or didn't mean to hit him. Um, he was actually super classy, dude. Like, apologized. Yeah, profusely. A, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's actually a really cool guy. Like, getting to know him this week was, weekend was awesome. But yeah, he. Uh, I mean, that's how you do it. You he, know, you just apologize later. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam! Don't apologize. He, he goes, heard. What? what do you mean? He hurt himself too, though, because that was his. Uh, that was the only moto he's lost, I guess, in the championship. Yeah, he's got and, twenty moto wins right now. Yeah, it's a bummer. He should have twenty-one, but uh, I don't know. Anton, did you see any of it? Oh yeah, it looked. Uh, it looked like a traditional Japanese race, very muddy. Um, yeah, was it was it that bad the whole time, or is it just no. like that initial? No, it was mainly. Uh, qualifying like saturday let me tell you what it was sketchy watching especially the 250 qualifying race <laughs> dude i are you sure you weren't I, watching the b class no it was pro <laughs> dude i swear guys like luckily it's i can like laugh i guess about it now because i heard the guy was somehow miraculously okay and he moved but i swear i thought someone died on on qualifying race i've never seen someone so high in the air without a bike and go <laughs> so far, dude. And oh just my bounce. God. It was it was insanity. They had like this weird supercross so rhythm. Yeah, it was super slick. And then they had like this like on off supercross rhythm and the two V D guys couldn't quite decide if they wanted to like jump onto it or, or slam on the brakes last minute and so they were like nearly landing on each other. It was it was a sight to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know it was there was no rain in the forecast, you know, in the time approaching. There was just like a, a slight chance of rain at like four o'clock on s- Sunday. Yeah. So I was all stoked. And then lo and behold, we get there and it rained Saturday morning. Yeah. And it, I don't think it rained a whole bunch, but man, that dirt in Japan gets muddy like yeah. instantly. Yeah. You would think they get a, a lot of rain and that the dirt would like deal with the rain well. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't soak up the moisture at all. It seemed like it just all sat on top. Yeah. It was weird. But uh, yeah, Saturday, the off-road village track was super muddy, super slick, uh, huge ruts and everything. And uh, 
Yeah, I don't think that was the ideal conditions for uh, for the electric bike. No, especially with the ruts and stuff, with no clutch and everything. But yeah, but um, so in the qualifying race, uh, because he's like wild card entry, Trey got last gate pick, which was probably like gate pick twenty eight, twenty nine, mm-hmm. and uh, somehow started well. I think he ran up as high as third, but then he eventually finished fifth, and it was only a seven minute race, which was like. Five yeah. five laps, I think. I only got one photo of him. I think it was only four laps. The four laps were so slow that muddy day. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was pretty funny when we got there. They were super secretive with the bike. They had it under a bike cover, like a Goldwing bike cover with the handlebar showing and stuff. But uh, at like I think ten thirty, they took the cover off. But they had a display bike. Um, Chase later, like after the race was all done. He went back into the Honda camp, and he, he seems to think there was four of them. I think they had four, yeah. It looked like they definitely had three, including the display bike, and I don't know if that was just another chassis with plastics or w- what the fourth one was. I couldn't see it clearly. I was behind one of those Yeah, it looked like there walls. was another, another bike behind the wall, yeah. So. Yeah, so they had multiple ones. It wasn't just one. but So they had one on display that you could you had access to to see. Um, it was kind of funny. They had on a Rob Healy electric stand. Lots of electric stands and like easy lift stands in Japan. Lots yeah. of that stuff. Well, we're a small, small culture, dude. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, so I, I'm curious with the way the track was like, uh, you know, deep, um, and all that, like, right, like with the, with the rain and everything, how well did the battery life hold up? Like, were they yeah. constantly charging the thing or was it, is it something that, like, hey, this is a short race, so that wasn't really an issue. Or what? What, what is the battery life for like that that Honda? Okay, so uh, there's I think there's nine rounds in the Japan series, and six of them are what they're calling triple crown. So it's three fifteen minute motos. And uh, so on, on Sunday, it rained again in the morning, but the track still was not as horrible as it was Saturday. And in the first moto, uh, Trey gated third fourth got into second and jay wilson was leading and i think in the middle part of the moto it seemed as if he was catching him because i was able to get photos of them in the air at the same time Mm -hmm. um so trey was catching him and then towards the end last two laps all of a sudden i looked up and he was pretty far back yeah like a second and like third place the guy from the uh yogibo kawasaki team was right behind him so uh Hmm. um Later, I talked to Trey, and he said that. Well, he he was he said he got the indication that the battery was dying, so he went into like conserve mode. And so I was like, "What is there a light on the handlebars or something?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't say too much." <laughs> so either way, there's something that tells him that the battery is at a certain percent or something. So he yeah. backed it way off to uh, to conserve the battery. So yeah, even in like whatever if you want to call it limp mode, he was able to still finish second. Um, and in the second moto, uh, he showed up, I, I noticed that the team was pushing up two bikes. Yeah. So he was riding the parade lap on one bike and racing the other. So to, not to use the battery on the parade lap. So yep. apparently huh. with a rider of his caliber or like, just like you, a Ray, you killed the Stark faster than chaser. I could. Right. And, and the thing about it is like what I didn't think about whenever we were doing the test, like the track wasn't deep right the track yeah. didn't have like that much loam it was pretty hard packed um 
But what if like you're someone on the East Coast and you take this track or take this bike to a track that you know is knee deep in mud or or, or you know sand you take track, or, sand track or, or or something like that? Like that sort of bogs the bike down even more whenever you're at that high horsepower, right? I feel yeah. like it would drain the battery even more. Yeah. Well, honestly, though, Saturday's or Sunday's track was really, really hard pack and slick. It was, uh, there was definitely ruts, but it was super hard base. It wasn't much loam yeah. or anything for the bike to be digging. If yeah, anything, it's funny. You was, would look at it and you'd go, ooh, this is chocolate yeah, cake, yeah. but it was not chocolate no. cake. It was slippery. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what's it? What kind of track would you guys compare that place to? It was like uh, it was like a state fair kind of like it was pretty compact, no real elevation changes. They did have a, a really good use of dirt. I feel like like mm-hmm. lots of um, lots of tables where we would like out here we would just see doubles because we're trying they try to save the dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. I don't think it was crazy short, but it was. It definitely wasn't like longer, like Paula or Kauia. I don't think. Yeah, no. But there was, uh, there were some faster sections because, like, I don't know. According to what I learned from Stark, is they say the, the thing that drains the battery most is wide open throttle, mm. right? So you figure from the turn that Jay and Trey came together, it was pretty wide open down that straightaway and the left, and then that whole flat track type section. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, the track was cool. I mean, it was funny on Saturday, Chase and I were going, yeah. <laughs> but by the end of Sunday, we were both like, ooh, I would like to ride here. Yeah, it looked really fun. The the obstacles were super cool, like way jumpier than I've seen Japan tracks be. Yeah. But uh, but then again, you know, I have that buddy Yuta Ikigaya that rides there. That Remember flying seat Yuta Anton that his seat flew off at San Diego Supercross? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was there racing. And I was like, this track is sick. And he's like, nah. But, you know, so a local doesn't think it's cool, but I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, there was big jumps, dude. There was, like, jumps that. I mean, guys weren't jumping everything, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, they were barely making it. A lot of, all their doubles had, like, really long decks. You were, like, landing on a table almost. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a couple of them, they weren't even hitting the downside. They were just jumping up top. Yeah. Okay, so then another thing that we always talk about here, because it's so common for us, we see all the heavy equipment, and uh, especially in the U.S., like the Perfecta stuff, like all of that, we see big tractors. How is their tractor equipment over there? Is it really Really small, and is it really, really good? No, yeah, it was good. I actually got the business card from the track prep guy. (laughs) Yeah, but no, they had like, I think it's a a D30 or two, which is the like bigger bigger than a Bobcat, uh, bigger than a skid steer. They had two of those and I think two skiddies. So they were pretty legit. Like between every motos, they were going out prepping the whole start straight, prepping the whole first mm-hmm. turn and the, even the straightaway after the first turn. Um, yeah, I was impressed actually because I, I thought the same thing, especially when we pulled in on uh, Saturday. I saw some of the like water trucks that look like they've been watering rice fields since like the 50s stuck <laughs> out there. I was like, oof. But no, they had like top notch new Caterpillar equipment out there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so with the second moto, Trey had that bike for the parade lap and then pulled a fat hole shot yeah. in the second moto and started a lap two is when Jay kind of smashed into him. <laughs> so Trey's right side of Trey's handlebars went into the rear wheel of Wilson's bike and they're stuck together for quite some time. Trey got out and was trying to get the bike to go and like obviously something was wrong. Um, so... I don't know if you guys saw, but he was running like a dead man kill switch, like jet skis or quads race with. 
Um, it was like a lanyard attached from his wrist to a button on the uh, right side of the bar. So he said that he went to go plug it back in to go and the tip was gone. Yeah. So, Which, yeah. but it's funny because we were, Chase and I were laughing at the dead man kill switch, right? Like yeah. how silly it was. But if you think about it, when Trey's throttle side was stuck in the back of Dude. Jay's wheel, Oof. if that throttle was cracked wide open, we would have been seeing some helicopter yeah. action going on, right? I think we maybe need to, if these Starks start showing up at the local races, maybe that's something Aaron has to think about because think about all the times at our local races, you see guys run out and grab P-dubs with throttle sticking in. 40-year-old men get thrown on their asses with a little PW50. Imagine yeah. an 80-horsepower Stark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So speaking of 80-horsepower, I mean, there was no uh, no number that Honda or Trey yeah. could provide. We didn't but, get any specs. But he did thing. say that he had the bike dialed way back. Yeah. So, mm. so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got a – I mean, I was looking at the bars. There was still that There was CR like a Honda map switch on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he could go from map to map with that while he's riding, but obviously the strategy would be super fast for the start and then mm-hmm. push it for the rest of the track. But um, dude, the third moto though, I don't know. You guys probably saw it. But he he dove under Jay Wilson. Jay Wilson kind of like had the whole shot, and Trey cut under him in the first turn so and, and got it. It was the sickest move of the weekend. Yeah. But then obviously you saw he kind of. What'd you see? He I, lost it traction? was like a yeah it was one of the spots actually we had been uh, your buddy and I had been watching it pretty much all day because it was so slick he was kind of losing his rear end every lap there almost mm-hmm. and yeah he just lost it was his before rear that end. jump the yep. single on the table right and just kind of tucked it it, w- it definitely could have been worse but it, it still wasn't a nice crash <laughs> yeah so when he crashed he bent the front brake caliper so the front wheel wouldn't move. Uh, but he also, I talked to, I texted with Trey this morning. He broke his thumb. Dang it. It is broken. He's trying to figure out if he needs surgery or a cast still. But, uh, but yeah. So he led two laps. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a bummer not to get to see Trey win, but it was cool to see him, you know, ride the thing and, and race it. And I don't know. Um, you, you guys thought that it looked rigid. I thought it did look a little rigid, yeah. I mean, it's. uh, I'm going back like this morning, I was editing some of the stuff, and on track, it doesn't look. It doesn't look real rigid on track. The only thing is coming into corners, I think what I'm I'm getting confused is there's no clutch. So it's very like. Jerky. Yeah, very jerky. Like all throttle, no throttle, all throttle, no throttle. So it makes it kind of seem like it's a real rigid um, chassis going into corners. If you look at the thing, I don't know if you guys saw pictures, the chassis looks rigid. Like just the the down tube, that is a chunk of steel or aluminum. Right aluminum, there. Like yeah. That is a lot of material uh, in front of the, the battery or the motor. So that kind of also plays a role in it, I think, of uh, just me thinking it's it's real rigid. But yeah, on, on track, it, it seemed fine. It's just the cornering thing was kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you guys didn't get any specs, but is there um, do you know how much that that like weighs at all, or did they they Uh, they were so tight lipped? (laughs) Yeah, they dude, check it out, they wouldn't let the Japanese press talk to Trey. No, I I had to like get pulled into a tent so they weren't surrounding me when we interviewed Trey. Oh my god, yeah, Yeah. like uh, uh, you know, Shiba, the famous Japanese photographer, he's a dirt cool photographer, but. 
he told me he's all oh my other son we were told we're not allowed to talk to trey and so no one no one japanese got to talk to him really except us um and it's cool that they didn't stop trey from talking to us and they allowed us to yeah um so but yeah at one point after the race uh chase mike trey up and was interviewing him and, <laughs> you know behind the tape and all the japanese guys had their phones out and were recording it and, the, <laughs> and and so uh a japanese guy came up and was doing the clip it nip <laughs> like, nope, nope. The no under his neck, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. But then took him behind the trailer and took him into the pits mm-hmm. to to get the stuff done. So thanks to those guys, and I, I think thank we need to thank Shane Drew for yeah. Thank you, Shane Drew for for sorting that out for us. For but sure. um, but yeah, it was cool. So as far as the weight of the bike, so the display bike, right? That they had <laughs> they had this display bike, which was legit, looked just like Trey's. It was uh, in an easy up on top of a mat. And the ground was muddy, but they had a mat, right? So they were trying to set it up, and they had one of the Rob Healy stands. <laughs> and the photographers, the Japanese photographers, are asking him to angle a certain way. So there was five Japanese Honda yeah. employees, and they all took their shoes off when they were standing on the stand. <laughs> but they were trying to twist it the other way, but I don't know why they didn't just pivot it Did on it the stand. Fell. I don't think the stand they tried, and the stand was too heavy to even get the stand to move on the like rubber mat. Yeah, but so <laughs> yeah, they, you know, like when we're doing bike stuff, we'll like pick up the rear wheel and someone will move the stand. Yeah. Instead of doing that, they had two people lifting the bike, one on each wheel. Yeah. And dude, at one point they almost dropped it, and I, I mean it, the handlebars came like yeah, an inch yeah yeah an inch from the ground and all the photographers were like whoa <laughs> but somehow they kept it from falling but dude the way these guys were handling it and then when there was one guy with the rear end of the bike trying to lift it up he couldn't do it oh. by himself so oh. it leads me to believe that things probably heavier than a start yeah but it, it it's funny you mentioned that big spar down the front in front of the battery chase because yeah. i was looking at pictures like two minutes before you said that i'm like wow dude that is one big <laughs> it's burly over. right because at the start yeah. they they do a real good well about hiding the a good good job at hiding the the frame well and the frame it's like sleek there's no the there's motor, no right? front spar right. on this right the the battery is a uh stress carrying member yeah. of, the, of the chassis yeah it's not the case for this thing yeah there's a huge, you know and then Sorry. And then even to look at like the cooling system, like that, that thing is very, very techy. Like yeah. that's cool to see the little stuff that Honda did. And then, I mean, to hear about it, that that's a full works bike that Honda's still doing that stuff. Like the suspension mounts, all that, that was a crazy looking thing. And then to hear how much time Trey spent in Japan doing it, like weeks mm-hmm. at a time to ride the thing. Like, you know, I know a lot of people don't think it's a lot, but for I like training to, to fly American. Japan, over there, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. So what else he said, uh, it's a proprietary frame. It's not like they took a chassis and cut the down tube and the cradle out and made it fit like, like say, a service Honda. It was a completely dedicated chassis from the ground up. So uh, they said that. But then one thing Trey said is it's not – he doesn't see it in production anytime soon, he said. So yeah, it's a full experimental machine. Um, I think um, that they're – I would assume that they're trying to just get the battery life better right before they do like a full production um, type type run up for a motorcycle like this, right? Like, yeah, for sure. They have to. They have to. They got to get the, the batteries uh, technology a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, what, five years 
batteries can not even be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be like so crazy to so crazy to think within the past like three months, like since like the Stark has like hit the I don't know, hit the US, it just seems like every single other electric company is like, all right, like, hey, we have a bike, hey, we have a bike. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. There was a press release that came out earlier in the year uh, from Yamaha that announced how all the Japanese working in unison, not on a project together, but hey, we, the group of us, this is what we want to do with electric. Like, if we're going to go about this, let's have set expectations of it. So everybody's not off on their own island and then it's not meeting up. Like, if we're going to make this competitive, let's do it together. Mm -hmm. uh, I did an interview with Sean, the CEO of Cobra Motorcycles, and we know how they are just specialized in small displacement two-strokes. And then they have, you know, they have an a couple electric, electric Cobra, bikes right? there. Yeah. yeah. But he said, he said to me, you know, as we wrap the interview up this on the website, he's like, look, we had to make an electric bike because in Europe in a few years, we're not going to be able to sell a two-stroke motorcycle over there. And if we want to have a market and market to kids, we have to have this bike. Otherwise, we're going to go out of business. So, yeah, I think within three years, they really like there will be yeah. a lot of standard OEMs that are having electric-powered options. Mm. Yeah, so. Hey, hey, Don, I got a question. Like, just looking at the bike, um, you know, that Trey was riding or whatever that they had on display and all that stuff. I seen like the Mugen sticker like on the front end on yeah. the front fender. Yeah. What does Mugen mean in Japanese? Like I, we all remember the Mugen Honda, you know, with the red engine and all that stuff. But what is the actual meaning behind the word, and what is that for Honda? Man, I'm Japanese American, <laughs> <laughs> but Mugen is a well, uh, mean, uh, uh, it's a performance. Yeah, it's, it's brand right. It's, even for cars for Honda, it's yeah. Um, is I'm it like the Nismo? It's like TRD. Of yeah. yeah, Nismo, TRD for Toyota. It's just like it's their performance uh, brand almost. Kind of yeah. like a JYTR That's... maybe. Yeah, because the first – remember the first uh, the first Honda e-bike was was branded Mugen, mm -hmm. right? So that one I guess was reported to be 30 horsepower, and so I have to imagine this one's like just like the Stark, like high. Because, dude, there was a, a single to table followed by a big table – and Trey would land on the table and kind of bounce off. And a couple laps early in the race, the first moto, when, like, it was crazy, dude, he got whiskey and did a, like, out-of-control <laughs> wheelie between the two jumps. So, I mean, the thing's fast, yeah. for sure. And the other exciting thing, like, I we were kind of talking about when we first met up with him Saturday, and one of the things we were saying is, like, dude, how crazy is it in the air? You can just twist a throttle and the thing goes straight. And he's like, dude, I've scrubbed harder than i've ever scrubbed before on this on this thing and and been perfectly fine like he was talking to us how how easy it is to whip and scrub which yeah because our electric bike comes yeah. back easily. yeah 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 he said he would scrub the hell out of the bike way past where he could do it on a gas bike and just go zip a little <laughs> crack of throttle and comes back yep but uh yeah it was super cool and it you know when he whole shot the second moto i'm sure the first two but the second moto uh, I was standing coming out of the first turn. The crowd behind me went just bonkers when Trey Hull shot. Yeah. So it's like uh, some of the Japanese journalists there were telling me that there's big haters just like in America on e-bike technology, but the crowd on hand was definitely stoked to see Trey. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have been just because it was Trey. Yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a cool race to be at. Um, the off-road village track is a lot bigger. 
then uh honestly honestly it looked like you guys had a ton of fun the entire time that you guys were there i mean <laughs> chase got to go to the 7-eleven i mean you got to see all the cars got to see all the cool stuff like dude like i don't know what was the, what was the craziest thing that you guys ate over there ate um yeah uh, like probably that thing i made you eat right what not the Ugh, that was nasty. That was the nastiest thing. No, dude. <laughs> the craziest good. thing is uh, my Japanese filmer friend gave me like some weird plum thing. That was disgusting, dude. Oh, no. Those are so Umeboshi nasty. is a uh, pickled plum. Yeah, it was horrible. It's, uh, you put it on rice. Yeah. But uh, the one he gave you was just a candy type one. Yeah, right? it's supposed to be candy, yeah. but it was all salt. Salty and sour. I don't know, dude. I might, This is going to be a really hot take. We had a lot of curry, and I think I've had better curry here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, Coco? I don't know. I haven't been to Coco. Oh. I don't know. Well, you've never been to Coco? I don't think so. It's the one in uh, Diamond Jamboree in Irvine? Ooh, yeah. I don't know if I've been there. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we well, we had we had curry rice three times. <laughs> yeah. The last one was the worst by far. Yeah, but. that was bad. <clears throat> but, uh. Yeah, there's this thing called natto. It's uh, fermented soybeans. And uh, you put hot mustard and chili oil in it and mix it around. And then you eat it on hot rice. And when you mix it, it's all stringy. It's like, stringy. And Chase is all, why, why are there spider webs in it? <laughs> but he tried it. He ate it and he swallowed it. So Barely. Yeah. Heck yeah. But yeah, we were super fortunate because... Uh, uh, I've got I've got a very good friend for shit over 20 25 years now Hitoshi Machida who's from Tokyo. He went to USC out here in Southern California uh for for his education before he went home to uh run his family's businesses, but uh we became friends when he was out here and we've kept in touch obviously. But uh he took us around and then Anton, you know Keith Terrier, we met him mm-hmm. uh Megan and I met him five, six years ago in Shibuya in a sushi restaurant. But uh, he uh, he picked he picked us up. We saw him twice because he actually mm-hmm. gave us a ride to the airport. So it was super cool to see both those guys. Um, Keith took us to a car store called Auto Box, uh, which yeah. is like huge. It's like uh, I think it's like I was looking more at it last night. It's kind of just like a not a dealership, but like out. It's like Pet Boys. Yeah, yeah. You go like there a for high an oil change. Boys. You go there for an oil change and tires, and you can wash your car. They have wash bays, but they have a bunch of parts in, in the store, too. Yeah, so there's, that's where we pulled up, and Chase saw that purple car, and <laughs> rapid-fire shotgun, like, 15 facts about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he, uh, Keith took us there, and then uh, Hitoshi came to the race Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And uh, I, did he drop us off at the hotel too? Yeah, yeah. So he I mean, did a dude, lot of driving. Dude. He did a lot of driving for us. So <laughs> thank you, Hitoshi. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Saturday after qualifying, uh, he took us to a place. What was it called? Daikoku. Uh, Daikoku parking area. It was like a. It was like in the middle of Tokyo Bay, right? Yeah, it's like by the, all the freight ships and stuff. But it's a, it's just like a rest stop type mm-hmm. place. But it got made famous by a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift movie. And, dude, there was hundreds of cars there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Good three, four rows. And it was just like kind of a hangout area for people with their 
fancy cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was cool too. Chase was pumped on that. Yeah, it was super sick to see all that stuff. I it's it was really weird to me cuz you know there's that whole you want what you can't have. Like here in the states, if you're into cars, you want all these cars that they have in Japan that we can't import and all that. And then in Japan, it seemed like it was the complete opposite way. Like I would go in there expecting to see skylines and all these <laughs> these old 90s like JDM cars that we can't have in the states everywhere. And it was like pretty scarce actually that you saw them. And we went to this show and it's just a bunch of like imported Porsches and Barracudas from the 70s. Yeah. Like muscle cars. It's like, what? <laughs> it, it was strange. Yeah, I guess I was I was basic bitch because I was most pumped on this uh, Ferrari. Ferrari I saw. It was like it had pearl white matte paint. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, Japan was awesome. You know what? I actually was looking for a race tech bike in Japan. Yeah. And I didn't see one. I couldn't find one either, no. But there was a uh there's a guy named Ikimoto that had like Enzo all over his bike. Yeah, like his, his whole, whole shroud. his whole radiator shroud was Enzo. And oh wow. I gotta find That's out. Cool. I gotta talk to I'm gonna have dinner with Ross tonight, I think. I'm gonna, Who's this guy you sponsored? <laughs> he wasn't that good. But uh Yeah, yeah no, dude, no race tech. No race tech service centers in Japan. What's a couple up guys with that? definitely needed it. Yeah. <laughs> there's some guys like that. But uh No O'Neill either. No O'Neill. Nowhere. Yeah, I Westwood through the Westwood doesn't import O'Neill anymore, eh, Ray? What's up with that? What? Yeah, yeah. they they do fly and fly, uh, Thor and Canvas. Yeah. There was a lot of canvas. Oh, so, of so Chase Chase was over there just for yeah, lots, out, lots of fly actually, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chase. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to see what's going on there. Watanabe <laughs> had lit kit. Yes. He wore the two kits. That was a fly wore. kit, right? Don't yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is is Tomita still racing? Yeah, Tomita yeah. wears Thor, but he knocked himself out during qualifying. Or oh, first moto? Dude. Uh, yeah, he hit his head first moto. Second moto, he raced to like the last lap and had to pull off because his head hurt. Tomita and I had some battles back in yeah. back whenever he was over here. Oh. Dude. Yeah. You know what's crazy? All the all the Japanese motocross guys have motocross socks with toes. What? Really? Yeah, they're all wearing toe socks inside. Why? The- because it gets keeps you from getting blisters or something. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, does Akira Naruda just still come out of the woodwork and just like make an appearance? No, he doesn't show up at the races anymore. He's kind of uh, he's kind of not welcome, I guess. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, you don't. Know, yeah, don't he he had kind of a fall from grace in Japanese <laughs> motocross. He races. Uh, yeah. He races enduro now. But, oh gosh! Yeah, gosh. we were hoping to get to see him, but uh, unfortunately, the train ride from where we were to Sendai, where he lives, and he has a bar. Uh, it was like a two-hour, two-hour ride on the bullet train. So, yeah, we didn't have time. We had to go look at cars. We did get to see the new Kawasaki in, in race form, though. Yeah, dude, the new Cali is sick. It does look good. I yeah. will say, I was kind of impressed that. Even like the factory Cali, like first off, thanks to factory Cali for letting us sit under easy up and all that. Yeah. But uh, their bikes looked pretty stock. Like other than yeah. suspension, it looked pretty stock looking. Um, they had good. Yeah, it's funny to see a factory bike with a stock clutch cover, right? Yeah, it's weird. But um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you to uh, Taka Katsuya, who's uh, he's my friend for many years. He's uh, KTM or Kawasaki's uh. Uh, SR test 
test rider developer and also does the race team develop for MXGP. But uh, he got us a table in yeah. the factory Kawasaki rig to hang out. Snacks, drinks. He took us around, got us to the race, arranged our passes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so in Japan, it's kind of crazy. You have to pay for your pit pass. <laughs> That's 50 bucks for your pit pass. And you have to wear a helmet. Yeah. So, helmets. Anton, I'm kind of thinking that's not too far off in Feld. Oh, it's coming, dog. It Dude. It's coming. I don't. I hope the pay, not having to pay for your pass thing doesn't come, but the helmet thing's coming for sure. Yeah. Anton, it actually saved me. Like, I was like, this is so stupid. And then I think halfway through the day on Saturday, I, <laughs> I'm filming and I hear a kunk and I feel something on my head. And, and dude, a rock flew into the air and dented my helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so thank God I had Oh my thing. God. Yeah. At least they supplied yeah. you the helmet. No. No, we brought our, our mountain bike helmets. You had to wear oh, a helmet. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you had to bring I saw, helmet. Yeah, I saw a couple photographers in your photos with them, and I'm like, oh, I bet Don and Chase are in helmets. <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, we took know, our Bell Super Airs. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, oh, yeah. all most of the Japanese press was in, like, the... Protex. Skate helmets. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like they were mm -hmm. special. Uh, I've gotten hit in the eye enough that I'm starting to wear some big Tony Alessi like safety glasses when mm. I'm shooting on the floor, actually, like yeah, for that, real, because I've, yeah. I've taken a couple rocks of the eye. That's not a bad idea. Dude, it ain't fun either. It ain't fun. No, no. fuck, no, it's not. <laughs> you gotta no, get no. you gotta get clear frame yellow lens Oakleys and look super, yeah. super sick like I'm Jordan sick. Troxel, and <laughs> or get like the. Yeah. It's just the giant face shield, you know, that the headband around your forehead. And then it's just <laughs> the COVID clear. face shield? Yeah. <laughs> the one that uh, Chad Reed wore at Salt Lake. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, it was it was super cool. Hey, the last day, uh, I booked us a, a, a bike tour in, in Shibuya. So we rode 12 miles on BMX bike. <laughs> Dude, they weren't even BMX bikes. I feel like a BMX bike would have been com more comfortable. No, they were like twenty inch. I don't know, geared bikes. I yeah, know. I've seen that. They had, yeah, they had they had yeah. weird. They had four speeds. Yeah. It was super fun though. That's the best yeah. way to see the state. It was fun to try and like torment locals. <laughs> <laughs> we started like riding towards people, dude. It's crazy, and it's not even like uh, it's a normal thing to ride your bicycle head on into pedestrian traffic on the sidewalks yeah but <laughs> chase is behind me and i was passing these women i started head shaking on purpose <laughs> and then so then that was just the thing of the day head shake at pedestrians <laughs> super fun but uh um is that it about japan yeah i, I think mean, it so was, it was a crazy experience thank you again I, yeah i uh it was a lot of walking a lot of walking a lot of traffic but it's funny how different it was than what i expected it was cool really yeah yeah it was totally different than what i expected like what were you expecting like the movies like just sick cars everywhere not little not little go-karts everywhere i didn't expect the streets to be so tight yeah i didn't expect there to be that much traffic and like i think the the newer like i didn't realize how how new and how much they're still building out there mm. because they're just now figuring out like the earthquake safe building like they're demoing all the old stuff and putting new buildings in so kind of the areas we went to with all the old buildings is what i expected more of mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was it was an awesome experience yeah 
So also thank you to uh, Alpine Stars MX for mm-hmm. sponsoring our trip to Japan. But uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. X-Brand Goggles was launched in 2008, and over the past two decades, they've earned a reputation as one of the elite eyewear choices in our sport. The newest offering, the Lucid Goggle, features an XDO injection molded lens for exceptional optical clarity, as well as superior protection against the massive roost that modern day four-stroke bikes throw. At Swap Moto Live, we love the Lucid Goggle for its huge field of vision. Check them out at xbrand.com. That's E-K-S brand.com. ASV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI Grips and the innovative Gate King Tailgate Adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Race Series and their trackside at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and I've been training harder than ever, and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle. And it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years and I get meals every week and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding, throw it in the microwave and my meals are ready to go. And it's fit ready meals provided for me. You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, 
So give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, hey, guess what? I, we're going to go to shock therapy after this. Shock therapy Ooh. racing, which uh, started a- off as a suspension shop, but now there are actual... They're helping us with our mechanical duties here. Yes. So uh, I'm picking up the 300 SX KTM. Sweet. Complete with my race tech suspension. It's got a spring conversion. Nice. Spring conversion kit. So I'm stoked on that. It's a good conversion. Yeah. That'll be exciting. I just got my shock back from from race tech as well. You did? Yeah, KX500 shock. I got it back. Uh Yeah. You drive down here and pick it up? Yeah, I'm excited. No, I had it shipped. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. They turned that around fast. I've been busy. They turned they that did, out yeah, super fast. Quick turnaround. Because if That's they shipped it to you, race tech, yeah. One thing about race tech, they do have a very fast turnaround. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna go pick up that bike. I'm, I'm super bummed. I can't ride it yet. A couple more weeks. Yeah. How much? How much longer do you have? Uh. Well, I have a appointment on Friday, and I think Bomb's yeah. gonna cut my cast off and take X-rays and everything. And. Yeah. I'm gonna try to ask him if I don't have to have another cast, but I don't know. I'm gonna take handlebars. Hey Don, though. hey Don, I gotta get with you a little bit um, this week uh, to go over next week because we have our rehearsal and everything. Uh, we got the times and all that. So yeah, it's it's time is here. Time is Thursday's it's, rehearsal uh, dinner, right? Thursday is rehearsal and rehearsal dinner. Wait okay. till you see the palace. rehearsal in the morning and then rehearsal what? dinner in the afternoon. Huh. Wait till you see the palace, Don. You're gonna ship bricks. The palace. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still the ro- or, rehearsal dinner still there? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I saw I saw Brock this morning on the uh, trail. He's all, "I'll see you next week, bro, <laughs> at the wedding, right?" <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this could have been an off air conversation (laughs) talking about your wedding on on the podcast but uh um yeah i get my cast off friday hopefully i don't know it's like look how soft it is now dude yeah you're warping it anyway i rode it down uh i rode my mountain bike yesterday oh dude did you ride your bike yesterday fuck no i was editing all day (laughs) it is the the, it's the jet lag buster right Yeah, that's probably why i feel like crap still we landed at we took off from Japan Monday night at 7.40 p.m., yeah. which is minus, it's 3 a.m. It was 3 a.m. So 3 a.m. California time. We landed at 1.30 or 2 yeah. p.m. But you got to figure we're up since 7 o'clock Monday Six morning. O'clock. 6 o'clock Monday morning, which is 2 p.m. California time. So we didn't. I didn't sleep from 2 p.m. California time till 10 p.m. the next day. So I was up for like 36 hours or something. Yeah. But I came home from, uh, got home from the airport, grabbed my dog, went to Skyline, climbed up halfway up Skyline, and the whole time I was like, just going to ride up, just going to ride up, come back down the fire road. And halfway up, my calf started my cast started getting soft so it conformed to the handlebars and I'm like, i think i could go down to six though <laughs> so then i rode down block 
and uh, went back and did it again this morning, and my cast is super soft now. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. what, Dude, what if he x-rays me and says I could race Dan the Dirt or do the shootout? That would be sick. I think it would be good to go, yeah. Just uh-huh. judging by your pain tolerance and your how much you move that thing around, yeah, I think you'll be fine. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, what else is going on? So Dean Wilson had our 450 Honda <laughs> for a couple weeks. Uh, he called me yeah. today. He called today and said, thank you he very did? much. Yeah. That's nice. The last time, when he borrowed it the first time, he just dropped off and didn't say thank you. <laughs> but he actually called today and said, thank you. He says uh, he couldn't believe how fast it is stock. Yeah. He didn't know how to use the op, the map buttons, no, dude. that's what he told me, yeah. The first, like, fucking seven, eight days he wrote it, he had it in the slow map. Yep. And then he figured out the fast map and said that was, like, much better. But, uh, gonna... Did he did he at least know that you have to pull the clutch in to hit the start on that bike? No, you don't have to anymore. Oh, that... Oh, it's not like that anymore? No, it's not like that anymore, but when the Honda was oh, first okay. electric yeah, start... Yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Bro... Me, me and Dahmer one time, we took that bike when it first came out, and we were trying to bump start it at Paris because we couldn't get the electric <laughs> start to work. And I was just like, yo, what is the problem? We, it was the middle of July. We were sweating so bad. And then finally, I pulled the clutch in for whatever reason and pushed the button. I was like, oh, yeah. That's funny. That's good. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good thing they got rid of that feature. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but overly lawsuit yeah fearful i think but um yeah if you everybody did a great job on the first impression for that bike last week i believe i thought or uh, i don't know i don't know if i did or not why he said he hated um it. just because like i didn't really know i didn't really know what to say i mean i know i looked good but uh <laughs> you know i did yeah i just uh i didn't know what to say it was unchanged and i honestly i didn't deal with it it, it had so much power it was super twitchy to me um like i know dean loves it and it's great it's a great bike on a super cost track mm-hmm. um but outdoor track high speeds i i didn't go with it i didn't like it well you were I'm honest, honest and i thought it. you did good yeah yeah you know so, Ray, I, I just i, I like the, i was like kind of I felt like i watched the video i was kind of back and forth you know i'm like ah you know like the power is great but i just yeah i just didn't go with it i mean even if, when you watch the video it just doesn't it looks unsettled everywhere. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I didn't go with it, but I, I did like the, I do like red, red's good. I had red boots, red gear, red goggles. Yeah. I like the, yeah, I like the O'Neill uh, ad at the beginning at the of your intro. Hey, this is Alex Ray <laughs> testing yeah. the Honda in my red and red and black. Well, it was really, really good. <laughs> in my red and black, red and black hardware, dude. hardware gear. Yeah. Hey, O'Neill so that, hardware. Hey, so that yellow black, uh, element is production. Yes, In it is. US? I can, I can, uh, I can, I can get you Swap Moto Live uh, on that. All right, but I need, I need the the sub sublow jersey. Oh. oh well, we don't make that that jersey in the sublimate. Yeah, jersey. you do. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you can do any of them sublimate. I have a green and black sublimated element jersey. Yeah, but that one's on our sublimated list. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a list. I I'll I talk I... to. Uh, I, I can. I can talk to. Uh, Talk to I Mark. Can, can talk talk to, Mark. to Uncle Mark or Daddy Frank. Need it. Must yeah. have. Anyway. You want some fly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call JT too about that stuff that Watanabe was wearing. 
Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Ray, you still haven't sent Anton any gear. Remember, I haven't. You're right. Remember, actually, you, oh, remember you screwed up it's still, it's, the test? Yeah, it's still actually at my house. It's still at my house. Okay. Um, I need to send Anton some gear. Anton, yeah. uh, is it is it still warm there? Are we able to ride? What are we able to do? Like, do you have a mountain bike there? I can send you some mountain bike stuff too. Oh no, there's no mountains here. There's just a <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it got cold. Like it went on Friday. It was 80 degrees in the afternoon, and then we did like a trunk or treat thing. Uh, Megan did, and. From yeah. the time the sun went down, it dropped like 35 degrees, and it's in the 30s this whole week here, Ooh. 30s and 40s. So it's cold now, but, uh, you know, that's nothing that, you know, A-Ray, another pair of gloves under your gloves doesn't work or doesn't, Jeez. you know, fix. I mean, it's all good. What's trunk oh, or treat? Man. Trunk or treat? Yeah, what is trunk or treat? Trunk or treat. So instead of them coming door to door to your house, they just get a bunch of cars together and they park them in a parking lot, and then oh. you would just go car oh. to car to car. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. trunk or treat. That makes sense. Heck yeah. So a little too little All too right. cold for some Evolution DST fly racing gear then. So maybe some kinetic stuff, Anton. <laughs> yes. The thickest, hottest stuff that they got, yes. Even that uh the blackout jersey. That's yep. perfect. No. <laughs> Silence from there, right? <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh Dino on the Honda headed to World Supercross. Uh Abu Dhabi is this weekend, right? I, I, yep. I don't know, dude. I would be kind of sketched to go yep. to that race with the unrest. Flying over the war? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you fly. I was looking last night. Uh, you fly directly over Iraq. And, you oh, know, my not that God. Iraq's involved right now, but I was looking at a flight path from Paris to Abu Dhabi, and I was like, well, where does this plane go, actually? And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Bruh. Can yeah. you imagine being halfway yeah. through your flight and seeing an F-22 to your left or something? Oh, my God. Yeah. Anton, did uh, yeah. you tell them that I forbid you from going because I don't want you to get shot I had down? Not, I had not told them, no. <laughs> um, my mom my mom wants me to tell you how much she loves you and uh, how happy she is that you were the voice of reason in uh, yesterday's antics. So, thank you, Don. Yeah, dude, I don't need you getting shot down out of the air. Who else is going to do news break? <laughs> we need we need a race goer (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah so everyone's in i heard i heard there were some teams that were iffy about going this is okay so from what i've heard in the last couple weeks and i know a ray's been talking to some people too to hear it you know now this is the first event where the two new investors are coming in um, so there is going to be some changes. There's going to be, I've even heard some changes in the broadcast booth that Paul and Jeff or not Paul, Ralph and Jeff are out and that Paul Malins is supposed to be in for this weekend. And a couple oh, wow. other people are. So like there are some changes going forward. And I mean, I don't mean this in a critical way cause it's, they've said it. It's just the honesty. It's just how it's got to be delivered. This one is going to look a little trimmed back compared to the stuff that we saw last year. Cause they had to go big last year to try to make a point. But, uh, this is, get them through these two rounds and then go into next year when it is a four or five or six race series towards the fourth quarter of the calendar. But um, yeah, getting everybody over there to this race and then to Australia in the next few weeks. Yeah. It's been, I think it's been a bit of a challenge. Yeah. And and to be honest, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to find people to do it next year. I mean, after what we've sort of went through this year with the whole deal. Right. I mean, like it's, like from what I hear, there's some people that aren't happy just with you know the stuff that's going on. But I mean, hey, that that's just you know hearsay. But um, it, it's tough 
because you know they they all agreed to one thing at the beginning of the year and then halfway through they're like no no we're going to change it like we have to do this now well it's not I, I feel like maybe it's not the team's fault on that you know because i mean say so if i was a team owner right and i had to pay my riders whether we were racing or not you know under contract or if i had to you know develop the bike throughout this whole time and we had all these parts out throughout time like I, I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit iffy to me. I just I just I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for him in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that too. Not not worrying about getting paid by the series, but when you go to a sponsor and you say, "Hey, we're racing six times in these markets," and then it gets cut back to three races yeah. in one totally different market that you really weren't planning on going to, you know, like yeah, it it is going to be a challenge. Like this whole thing. Um, over the weekend, I watched uh, like. Versi Supercross 96, 97. And Don, like you remember, that was part of an FIM World Supercross Championship. They went to, you know, Geneva right after that. They were in Tokyo before. Spain used to be a part of it. Like the series has existed in the past. And then for whatever reason, it didn't work. And then this was the attempt to get it going again. And it's working how it's working. And I hope next year it gets better because, like, as we talked about so many times, there definitely is a need for it out there. There is a demand. It's just how the events are put together. You yeah. know, uh, something else that I had heard next year. Uh, I haven't confirmed this with everybody. This was something I was going to learn this week, and maybe I'll learn it in a couple weeks. But um, maybe not go to, you know, venue availability is such a challenge right now all over the world because all these concert tours are happening, all these sporting events and whatever. So maybe instead of trying to get to the biggest venue all the time, hey, man, just go to a B market not B market, B market town, like a secondary town, but just go to a, a step down venue. Yeah. Do it there step and see down. what happens. Yeah. Like this weekend is, is the layout for this weekend at the um, Etihad sta- uh, Stadium, which is right next to the F1 track that'll host the finale in a couple weeks. It's not a full size like American football, baseball track, you know, but the track will be pretty big and the layout looks a lot like the old US Open used to just opened up a bit. So, yeah. you know, like, it's got some stuff. It's got some stuff that they're going to have to work on the challenges through. And like, let's be honest, how have you guys felt other than Don and Chase? Cause you went to Japan, a Ray, how jonesed up are you to see some racing right now? Like arena cross starts this week. And then in a couple weeks in December, like people want to see racing. And if you could promote it out there, it could get some eyeballs on it at this time of the year when nothing else is happening, but it's just got to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, no. And, and then another thing too, Anton, maybe you know a little bit more than I do. Why aren't they like, what was the pushback from doing double headers? Hey, you know, like, hey. uh, I don't think I could, I not speaking like, look, nobody from like Adam Bailey hasn't told me this. So I'm not, you know, speaking off of this, but from everything that I've heard, the teams were pushing so hard to get double headers to meet a minimum amount of races that they had signed up for you know mm-hmm. like hey well, they have to have a minimum number of races anyway just to fulfill an fim contract saying they were going to do this many but um i think that if they had had the double headers and done all of this the teams were demanding then we hit our legal right we did as many gate drops as we said we were going to do now it's your turn to give us the money and yeah maybe the money's just not there you know hey is kenny yeah. kenny committed through Next year's series as well, or just this year? I thought it was like a three-year Yeah, deal. next year as well. Yeah, it's a three-year deal. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. It's unfortunate that it, it's come to this ar- already, you know, but I don't know. Hopefully they can. Uh, like, I wonder if some down. of these guys, I, like, I, like, I just, I wonder if some of these guys are kicking themselves in the ass a bit, you know, because like, like say a guy like Joey Savacci, I mean, he skipped half of the Supercross and he skipped, mm-hmm. you know, outdoors and he did one world Supercross round and he missed out on SMX. Yeah. All of that money that he could have made, but he decided to put all of his focus into world Supercross. And then for what world Supercross is going on right now, it's like, he, I feel like he left a lot of money on the table that could have been made. Right. Totally. Like him or even like Max Anstey, you know, like, I don't know Some because Max is like, look, uh, Max, like in that team, they want to race Supercross. That's like what their focus is on. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, Dino and Martin are not developing an outdoor bike. Like, they have no intention to do any of that. So for Max to go race Supercross that he did this year, won a race, did great. Go race Australian Supercross where he's probably going to be a title contender. I mean, most certainly. And then race this thing where him and Shane are just dueling it out for three weeks. Like, if had it have worked, it would have been great. In Joey's instance, and like I hate to say it, what if Joey did more races in Supercross this year and then got hurt, and then this Triumph deal and all these other things don't work out? Joey doing just enough to let everybody know, like, hey man, I'm still pretty good and I'm trying to do something. I think that this was, I didn't look at his finances for this year, but this kind of made Joey have that Triumph opportunity seem like it lines up because he did he'd exhausted the privateer option at this point. I tried to do it on my own, it didn't work. Yeah. Let me wait for the next factory opening to, to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I wonder how, how uh, odd it is for Colt to have been doing all this R&D and testing on the beta. And he's going to go ride at Cowie this weekend. Yeah. A little weird for sure, I bet. Mm. Hope he takes the right jerseys, eh, Ray? I know. He's just going to see red, white, and blue and be like, oh, that's the right one. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this... they'll have to find the O'Neill distributor in Abu Dhabi to get him some new gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have to do it. You the better, O'Neill you... gear there is probably like all gold. <laughs> gold yeah. Yeah. You better call him. Make sure he takes the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of surprised yeah. to see a press release from Honda about confirming Hunter in the four hundred and fifty class. I mean, I thought it was known. No, they haven't said anything. I mean, it's known, but they haven't said anything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that that announcement's out. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of Honda news lately. Yeah. It's been you know? like the month of Honda, yeah. Yeah, and they like let it go one at a time. Uh-huh. One rider at uh-huh. a time. So just doing a whole Are they gonna send English. a press release announcing Jet defending his championships? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but uh speaking of Honda, yeah. I'm taking the Honda we got back from Dean. Back to Honda tomorrow for repep re prep for our shootout. And did he ever put a new chain on it? No. No, I don't think so. So he was just, dude, I mean, that just goes to show like how well the Honda is going, right? Like this stock bike, he's just freaking ripping the whoops, hitting the lap or hitting the whoops, every single lap stock chain on his bike, just mm-hmm. going for it. Yeah. So taking it back, but, but I'm also picking up my friend from Japan from LAX before. Uh, he's uh, he works for RS Taichi, which is a Japanese importer. But uh, I'm going to take him to Honda, drop off the bike, and then we're going to get to go to that Honda Museum of all the old bikes. Have you ever seen that, A-Ray? Did, have you gone what? down there? When you were riding for SGB, did you go to Honda 
and see the old old bikes, the old race bikes that they have, kind of in like a little in-house museum there? Uh, no, no, I yeah. never did. Yeah, I'm serious. SGB yeah. wasn't on that level? SGB was not on that level. <laughs> there, there's not an SGB bike on this. <laughs> SGB probably got warrants from fucking Honda. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited to see that museum. So definitely I'll vlog that for yeah. next week. But, uh, so we got that, got Honda, Hunter news. Um, Preston both flugged to uh, Bar X. Bar X. That came out of nowhere. I mm-hmm. That was pretty crazy. One, uh, still he, waiting. I don't know because, I don't know, Chase, because when they got done with his like Washougal race, uh, they didn't really know what was happening after that. Like oh, that really? kind of seemed like the end of the, yeah, dude, he, oh. he, from what he kind of shared with me, they were not sure what was going to happen from the end of the summer on. And there's been a lot of big changes within the KTM groups, uh, amateur program too. Cause like Mark Finest left and all this other stuff that's happening. Like, yeah, there is some turnover there right now. Yeah. How did I mi- wait? Finest left. I didn't even mm-hmm. see that. Like two weeks ago. Where's he? I don't know yet. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, and then they also. Uh, I know that. Um, I know that uh, KTM have has Luke Ra- uh, Luke Fazer or Facer or Fazer. Is that the Australian kid? Uh, um, I'm not sure where he's from. I just know that he ribs. Um, he's you know KTM Orange Brigade kid. Um, and uh, he's Alpha training. So oh. him and Hot Rafter are doing some training together. So Hot Rafter literally stoked on getting him set up on Alpha. Mm-hmm. There's a kid out here right now that's he's riding a gas gas that looks like it has some help done to it and he's flying. But he used to be on Yamaha's and he used to train with uh Oh gosh darn it, I forget. But he raced futures and he did decent. But yeah, I think he's possibly going there for something because he's been like getting all TLD'd out recently. Hmm. Yeah. Hey Anto- Yeah, I'm surprised no one hasn't hit uh, hit up that um, Owen Koval. He's like an MTF kid. He he won some 125 classes at uh, at Loretta's. Dude is nasty on a bike, on a dirt bike. Mm. Like his style is sick. Hey, uh, hey Ray, how is uh, how is uh, Hart Raft and Webb's thing going? Alpha, alpha going training dynamics. Is it? No, a, dude, it's, how does it's, it work? How does it work? Is it like a, a online thing? Like yeah, video it's thing? Like online it, deal. Is it a video um, thing or is it a hands-on thing where they're like in his training peaks and all that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much, I think he uploads everything. I mean, he's emailing like every day, just like with, uh, you know, like, I guess just like a schedule each week, right? You know, like you'll get your schedule on Monday, you know, and then if you need to change something, obviously he'll change it accordingly. Um, super hands-on. Like, I mean, I mean, he's there in Florida right now. I mean, he was cycling this morning with, with that KTM Orange Brigade kid, um, you know. And, uh, you know, he's super hands-on, like he, he's real knowledgeable about, you know, training. I mean, hell, I mean, the dude's trained with, you know, Alden, um, you know, and I mean, he's got Coop right there with him too, helping out as well, which he's trained with Alden for many years. He's trained with, you know, Swanee and Seth and everyone, like all the major, you know, trainers of the sport. So, yeah, I mean, you just uh, you sign up. It's like an online subscription, and then uh, you know, like you'll get you set up with like Polar and all that stuff to keep everything monitored. And and you know, he just uh, you know, you guys uh, reach out just through email or anything like that, and he just 
keeps you updated and keeps you training hard, keeps you fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's everything on bike, off bike, uh, nutrition. Um, you know, just anything. You know, alpha training dynamics. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. He says he says right now he has this dude who's he's working with um, that works nights. Like he's like uh, this younger kid. He he works nights. Like he works seven to seven a.m. And like the dude is fit as hell somehow. Like he's like he's like dude like this kid anything I throw at him he's just like all right dude yeah for sure and then just gets it done like nuts hmm. like, yeah yeah well, we got to get him uh, in here yeah this week when he's in town for the wedding. What Cole else? Davies yeah. Cole Davies is the kid I was talking about that I think's going to TLD or something's going on hmm. there. Gotcha. Um, I feel like there's something else. Still no Jet Reynolds news. No. Still no Fernandez news. Hmm. Mm, clubs staying with you. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say not news, but just not confirmation. Because if he does do that Phoenix thing, like Phoenix, that's, that's yeah. I heard didn't, didn't Fernandez do a Phoenix Honda? Haven't you heard? Oh that? no, I thought it was a, a new team. I thought it was a new Factory Connection team or something. See, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah, but like to that point, if the factory connection thing happens and he does work with Phoenix, like oh. that's a good shift. That I mean, not a good shift, but that's a big shift because they've been an Enzo team for a long time because the KYB stuff on the two fifty. So yeah. you wow. know, you want to know so push if you know who Phoenix did sign? Who? Jason Lawrence. Oh, for for oh, he's back, GMCC dude. though, right? Arena Cross. No, Arena what? Cross. Yeah, he. he yeah. Oh my I think I think we're gonna have a midweek podcast with J Law here. Maybe today. Oh. He slid into my DMs this morning. <laughs> so we'll see. He needs tires. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he asked me for Ross's number last week, so I gave it to him. Oh. But uh, I don't know. That'd be of, exciting. Yeah, I mean, dude, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Go in there and take some people out. Be sick. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> um, so Ferrandis to Phoenix. Wow. Is I that mean, nothing's really confirmed? Yeah. but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, nothing I confirmed. I haven't really. I haven't heard too much about it. I just, I just see. I did see a photo that Nastasia posted that he was riding the other day. Like he was at the track. I don't know what he was riding or anything like that, but yeah. How did she post a picture that'd be, that'd of riding? Be cool. and you couldn't tell what he was on. Well, he was just in gear, sitting at a bench. Oh. Yeah, he was in gear. Yeah, was it track in the background? Was it Moose Gear? No, it's Thor. Thor. No, still... it was Thor, but it definitely it ain't Florida. You know, no, it's not Florida trees or anything like that in the background. And I guess that even some people saw like the tabletop and the fence uh, that were in the area, and they're like, "Oh no, that's that's such and such track." Apparently, it's like something in North Carolina. Hmm. Yeah, you would think hmm. if he is at club, someone would have posted something. Yeah. Dude, still no news from Marvin. He's retired, I thought. Uh, he hasn't announced it yet. No, he's not going to announce it. It's going to be like Baggett. <laughs> he's just going to vanish? No. I don't think he'll vanish. I just don't think he's going to announce anything. What is he still... Uh, what's the last time you you made a jersey for him, Alex? Uh, long time. He, I mean, he. I mean, we had all of his stuff done um, yeah. prior to the year. So I mean, he's still he's still riding his KTM 125. Has REP suspension yeah. on it now. REP suspension? Yeah. Not work stuff. Mm, nope. No more factory stuff. Yeah. 
Damn. Dude, that's that's horrible to think that he might retire. Well, dude, he's he? still I he's definitely he's, still he's in his 30s now, but he's still fast enough to be in, on the podium, top 5 in Supercross. Yeah, but does he want to? What if he did like something like what uh uh Sabachi does and he just drops down for outdoors and he gets on a factory bike? Remember when he was testing the factory 250? Or no, he did race Paula on it. He raced the 250, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's when I did the news break in my suit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My suit and my Adidas slides. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know, dude. I hope he doesn't retire. But I don't see him doing, I don't see him doing anything not on the factory level. No. No. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe father. I hope he stays in O'Neill no matter what he does. I hope he, I hope he stays there. Yeah. Oh, you have some news too. We, we like Mark. You have we some like news Marv. with O'Neill, yeah? No? It's out of the bed. Ba- Tommy. Oh, yes. Tommy Seal. Uh, yeah, the dirt store, man. Um, yeah, that happened over the weekend, which is super cool. We got Tommy on the on board with uh, with that team, so that was cool. He's, he's, um, he's on that new Cowie. Do you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Tommy mm-hmm. Sherrill. It's a good-looking setup, for sure. Uh, anything else going on in the world? I mean, I mean, other than Arena Cross, it's just uh, shit. Oh, we got World Vets coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Are you not allowed to race because it's so close to the wedding? Uh, <laughs> I, just elected, I just elected not to because, yeah. Day after the wedding? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm saving everything for Day in the Dirt. Like, I'm saving, like, because my 500's not done yet. My YZ is, like, my 252 stroke is, like, absolutely perfect. My 450 is all ready to go. So, like, I just want to keep everything nice until Day in the Dirt. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I'll just rope shell and then sell it, get a gold wing. But, you know. Dude, his, his, his open face helmet is the shit, though. Aries whole day in the dirt dude. setup's pretty sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's plus. heck yeah. How's so. the five hundred coming? Uh, it's coming along. Um, dude, Jason at TRE uh, has the engine, and he's been an absolute amazing help. Uh, the Racers Edge up here in Simi Valley, because you know, I mean, I, I we moved, and I didn't know if there was like any mechanics or anything up here, but uh, actually, Rich Taylor referred him. Um, so yeah, I mean. Jason over at the Racers Edge, he's been like super, super helpful um, with everything, just helping me find people to do certain things with the bike. Um, and then uh, I had Justin over at uh, Moto Whips. He does a lot of bike builds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the frame and the subframe and all of like the hard parts and everything are over there getting vapor and uh, and powder coated right now. Um Dude, like it, it's it's coming together really nice. Like I'm gonna go pick up the engine today. Like I said, um, I got the forks um, back. Yeah, I bought these forks off eBay, but and and they're like pro circuit forks, right? So we didn't valve them. We just like put them, put air in them, and then um, and, you know put some oil in them. And I think it's a super cross setting. So I'm just like fuck. <laughs> Take them so, the race. But time. I did get the shock. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to. Um, I did get the shock back from race tech. Uh, so all that's good thing looks amazing. Um, so I, yeah, dude, I'm excited. John Anderson over at W took care of me on the wheels. Um, you know, the, the wheels came out freaking amazing, amazing, you know? So 
I dude, I just been trying to find parts. It's you know it's an old motorcycle. I've been trying to find parts on eBay and Motorsport. Motorsport still has a lot of parts for it, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to go through uh, Jay Clark. Uh, he has a, a contact over at Binko, or Binko, like for like the vintage uh, parts. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a crank from him. Hoppa helped me out with some uh, with some voice and stuff. So super stoked on that. Did you call? Um, yeah, I mean it's coming together good. Yeah, it's coming together good. Did you get a body kit from a Cherubis? Um, a Cherubis uh, doesn't make plastic for the bike anymore, so oh. I had to buy some uh, some different plastic. But I did get uh, the front number plate and front fender from a Cherubis because I got a newer style because I got the updated front end um, for it. So, uh, yeah. Nice. It's going to be a good bike. Good looking bike, man. It's going to be right. good. Well, uh, I think we should wrap this up. We're going to wrap this okay. show up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, next Monday. Are you going to be available for the podcast next Monday, or are you going to be in some exotic location for your honeymoon? Oh, no, next Monday I'll be right here at work. Okay. All right. Wait, Wait, no, it's not. It's not. Two weeks. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's two weeks. Wedding, two yeah, weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this week and then next week. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, and so. then, I'll be a, then I'll be a married man, Don. Yeah. I, do you know like what you're gonna say? Like, are you gonna say like a speech or what are you gonna do? Well, what if I make you wear an O'Neill shirt? Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I was gonna buy that outfit in at Harajuku. <laughs> yeah, but I'm uh, gonna put a like a O'Neill um, patch on your uh, on, on suit? your suit. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Is Frank gonna be there? <laughs> no, he's gonna be at Ikema. Oh, uh, Mark will be there though. Mark will be there. Oh, Mark will be there. Good. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, still debating. I'm still debating. Do I vlog this or not? Um, I mean, definitely don't like have the GoPro in our faces like as the thing <laughs> because like we have a videographer that we're paying a lot of money for. <laughs> no, no. I was you gonna just. I, mean? I was just gonna wear a chesty and have the GoPro. Oh no, definitely do not wear a chesty. <laughs> do not wear a chesty. What well, do you I can the, vlog everything after the, the fact, GoPro after the mini? Reception. The GoPro mini is small, dude. You could be. You wouldn't no. be able to see it. Go pull everything after the ceremony. <laughs> after, yeah. I wanted to get a close-up of you crying when you're saying your vows. We're not saying our vows. You are saying We're your vows, bitch. Hell no, I'm no. not. No, well, I'm hey, not. hey, guess what I'm going to do in the service? I'm going to go, now the bride and groom will exchange vows. Alex? <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> so that's the said. She's like, no, I'm not doing that shit. No, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. Now. All anyway, right. Megan's ordained. If you need a backup, there you go. Okay. All right. Cool. Is Let's Frank go. not going because it's not a Jewish wedding? Fired. <laughs> no, no. Frank is. Um, yeah. He's be in Frank's, Germany. Frank's just, yeah, he's going to be in Germany. Eichma. Right. I'm surprised yeah, Frank so. would go to Germany. Oh, wait. Is, that, is that what it's called? Eichma? Is that? Is yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Wait. No. Is he in Germany or is he in Italy? I'm not sure. Hopefully, it is. is it SEMA uh, or EICMA? No, Which one? SEMA's Which this week. SEMA's Vegas. right now. That's the car show. That's in Vegas. Gotcha. Intermont is in Germany, and then EICMA is in Italy. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, it might be. It must Eichmann. be Italy. I don't see Frank yeah. in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's EICMA. It's EICMA because it's right before Paris. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. Okay. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. Last minute touches. I still haven't even wrote my vows yet, so I'm nervous about that. <laughs> you better practice speaking them. 
Yeah. Who do you got filming it? I have no idea. It's Samantha just found a videographer oh, online. Hmm. Yeah. Go. You know? So, yeah, that, that, that's, all, that's her deal, man. I don't know. Maybe I'll we'll get do. the I'll get those Ray Ban glasses that has a camera in it. Yeah, the spy ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> mm. All right. Mm. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for uh, listening in to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting innovative and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.